0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. What is going on, people? You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band. Means, yes, another episode of Unfiltered coming your way right here, right now. Officially, this will go down as episode number 230. You can jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution 24 7, 365. It's easy. iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. Get over to the artist formerly known as Twitter, X if you will. Jump into the bio at Casey Stern and get up on the YouTube channel. Get all the interviews, the conversations, and more. Like, subscribe, and tell all your friends as we continue coverage of the hot stove season as winter meetings comes to a close. And thank you, as always, to the unfiltered band on this show today. We will get into the seven-player trade that sends Juan Soto to the Yankees as the Yankees are acting like the Yankees and we'll get into Shohei Ohtani who doesn't want to tell you his dog's name or where he has met but apparently is going to make a decision here in the next few days so we'll discuss that as well you always can comment question along the way over on Twitter get into the DMs hit replies or jump into the YouTube comments any way you want to find me and uh, certainly we can uh, have conversation about all the things going on in Major Baseball and across the land in all of sports where you can Get all of your bets in because we, as always, are presented by our good friends at Bet Online. It is your number one source for your sports betting needs, latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for basketball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get all your wagers. Live betting, favorite casino, and card games—they are all available right now, right from your phone. So head over to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today. Get in on the action. Remember though to use this promo code—it's believe B L E A V. For your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit, it is Bet Online, where the game starts. As we get started here, Juan Soto. When you are dealing with, and I've talked about, and you know, look at ad nauseum over the last few years with this whole prospects are cool, parades are cooler. It is not the idea that you always throw away great prospects, and it is not the idea that there are not some prospects that are untouchable because there are. But it is about the exceptions, not the rule. Is it about, it is about the trade deadline when you are pushing the pedal down to go and try and win a championship, being willing to make that deal and that prospect deal that hurts to go win now because you have that opportunity and those opportunities do not come that often in this sport. And it is about in a situation like this when desperate times mean desperate measures, when you've done a good enough job to develop pitching in your system, to be able to make a Verdugo deal and then a Soto deal with it in just a span of, what, 24 to 36 hours, that you go ahead and you make those deals and you make a deal that hurts, even for a rental which we'll get into, even though clearly that is not the goal and desire for the Yankees with Soto, that would be long-term, that you do it when a player of Juan Soto's caliber is available because those players do not become available often because there aren't many of those players across all of the major four sports or any sport that you like because we overuse the term. But the term is useful here. And you must understand that Soto is elite. This is an elite player. This is the exception, not the rule. And even though there is only one year left, when you are in the situation that the Yankees are in, and you have a chance coming off of the year that they had and all the years without winning a championship to go and get this kind of player, you go get this kind of player. And yeah, it hurts. I like Michael King, Drew Thorpe, top 100 prospect, could be pretty good. Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez. We know about Higgy and what he could do behind the plate. All that's great. And I understand. Well, it's a lot of players for one year once, so to what if he walks? Well, what if he walks? At least you took a shot with a player that does not come around because he's one of the best handful of players that this sport has. And you have another one who could be next to him in the outfield, not just for this year, but for years to come. You got Judge locked up. How about these two back-to-back in an order? That is, we talk about the Cardinal way. That is the Yankee way of old. The Yankee way of old was, and I remember growing up in New York, being a Met fan, all my family members are Yankee fans, and George Steinbrenner, if the team sucked, would apologize to you in the New York Post and tell you, I'm sorry that we are horse poop, I'm putting all these dudes out on alert because I got to make sure that you, the fans, get what you deserve because you're the Yankee fans. You are the creme de la creme in all of sports, you are Yankee fans, and you are going to get the best of the very best. And that has not been the way this organization has handled itself for the most part since he passed. Not at least for the last number of years. Where, And I understand because these are real things in life in baseball. They have worried about luxury taxes and worried about you know, not having a deep farm system and worried about, you know, sur- you know uh, surrendering the future for the present and having it not work and all those things, but it has not worked and they haven't been one of those teams and they haven't been good enough. They've been waxed time after time by Houston going back to when they came back one game six and seven in 2017, all the way when they wiped them off the face of the earth a couple of years ago in that October run. And then in the in the off season, they brought Judge in and clearly brought him back. They've taken tons of money but didn't do enough to make the rest of the team good. And the lineup wasn't good enough. On a daily basis, Booney didn't have a lineup that was good enough. He didn't have a lineup that could score runs. They were having to rely, and blessed he had a great year, on Anthony Volpe and and some young players because they didn't have those Yankee quote-unquote lineups. Well, now they're going to have one. Now, I don't know what version of DJ LeMayu They're going to get atop the order in terms of what offensively he's going to do. Can he stay healthy? How's he going to play? I don't know what they're going to get. Is he going to stay healthy? How consistent will he be? How good will Anthony Rizzo be? We certainly don't know about the health of Giancarlo Stanton, what the hell he's going to do. And we know there's been discussions about that clearly this offseason, but elephant in the room, we understand it. Hard for him to stay on the field. But I know this. If you take the the B to B-plus level, of a LeMayu, of a Stanton, and of a Rizzo. And you think of LeMayu, Stanton, and Judge, and Rizzo, and Torres, and, and that group, right? And Soto. So, I mean, LeMayu, Soto, Judge, right? Let's say, you, know, however you want to do it, Rizzo, Torres, Stanton. And then I'm getting into the bottom of the order, and now I got Verdugo, who will be hitting there with Volpe and Company, and Verdugo, a guy who they brought in, who I, I look, you don't see Red Sox Yankee deals going back to what was it? Kelly Johnson, Stephen Drew, I think was the one before this. Was that 2014? Maybe. It's how long ago? These things don't happen. And Verdugo, I know, is a guy that that Alex yeah, Alex Cora had you know issues a couple of times at of bench him because he wasn't playing you know hard enough and all this other stuff. But a good defender, bat on ball skills, and bottom of the order, Yankee Stadium, he hits a bunch of doubles. This could be a fit. Certainly got a lot to play for in the last year of his deal. And they needed another left-handed bat in that lineup. And now you look at the balance up and down of this Yankee lineup and you look at Juan Soto and that's a deal you got to make. That's a deal you got to get done. And for a long time, the Yankees would always get every deal that they had to get done, done. Every guy they had to sign would get signed. And I would tell you that in old situations, you would not worry at all about Juan Soto leaving, even with Scott Boris and saying, hey, probably going to play out to the market. Hey, no matter how great he loves everything and no matter how much you sell him on it, it might be a difficult task to try and get him to sign long-term before he gets out to free agency. But in the olden days, it wouldn't matter because who would want to play for anybody else more than the Yankees? And who's going to pay more than the Yankees and who's going to have a better combo of the two in terms of money and what they're going to give to you in terms of where you're playing and what it's all about as a Yankee, than those two and what this team could do. And in the past, there was no one now. Are the Yankees going to react and act and behave that way again? Because if this is a sign, they're going to behave that way again. Juan Soto is going to be a Yankee forever, and Yankee fans got nothing to worry about. There may be a song and dance, there may be dating, there may be negotiating, there may be you know um, you know stances and all of that when you're dealing with you know obviously. And Scott's going to do the best for his client. And Juan Soto, a terrific premier player, and other teams in the market and bidding wars create more dollars and all those sorts of things. We just saw what happened with and Judge, but this is a no-brainer. If you're in the old Yankee way, thinking this guy going to be here forever in New York, if you're a Yankee fan, because the Yankees, when they want someone at a high level, why would anybody leave to go take the best money because they're the best money, or, or go ahead to a better team because you couldn't have that than the Yankees. Now the Yankees haven't played that way lately last couple of years, I get it. But if you look at where they are now, and if they're going to behave this way, and I don't think they're done. Hello. See Yamamoto and see others that are out there in the market. Yankees aren't finished. This is to me signifying more than anything else that the Yankees, regardless of all the, you know, the comments from Cash and everybody else about, hey, you know, we we you know we understand it wasn't good enough, but we like certain things that we've done and you know try to maybe you know, be defensive about other things. At the end of the day, they're not going to take it anymore to use the twisted sister line, speaking of New Yorkers and D. Snyder. They're just not. And I think that this is absolutely. A, 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 a symbol of what is to come for the Yankees that the new Yankees now doesn't guarantee him a championship. No, it doesn't. It doesn't You're Spending the most money. Certainly guaranteed to you anything. Cause look at the Padres who want to make this deal. Look at the Mets and where they are. I understand that. But if the Yankees start to behave like the old Yankees, which I think this signifies, this is, this is a game changer. If this is the old Yankees, this is going to be a team that is going to have no problem keeping Juan Soto for a long, long time and no problem locking him up long-term at the end of the year, if not before it, while obviously that's going to be more difficult. Juan Soto is an elite premier player. This guy is going to be a future Hall of Famer. This guy, you know, forget about the comparisons to Ted Williams because I hate how we compare all these different things, but if you look at the first 10 years of a career and offensively, what you've got, right? Mike Trout, clearly, depending on what ages you are, is certainly on that list for what he has done. For me, my lifetime and covering it, and I did part of both, you know, Albert pools is a guy whose first 10 years offensively as good as anybody. And you got a lot of other guys on the list, but let me tell you something. Juan Soto right there, go look at the numbers he's putting up. Go look at the things he's done. Even in a subpar lineup, nothing around him, all the bad juju and everything else that was going on in San Diego. The guy's still putting up numbers over 30 homers, over hundred ribbies over a a, a 400 on base, led the league in walks, all the different things that he's doing. He is still showing that elite status. Well, now go put him in that Yankee stadium with that porch as a left-handed hitter hitting with judge behind him and having to pitch to him because Aaron Judge is behind him and go good luck with all that jazz, because this is going to be a coup for the Yankees. I love, love, love this deal for the New York Yankees. I absolutely love it. I love this deal for New York. And, you know, look, I if you're a Yankee fan, you haven't had a lot to brag about. You know, I lived in, in New York for many, many years of my life where you got kids who are like 12 years old with like, you know, 26 ring shirts and all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, you don't even know who they are. There's such a... a braggadocious mentality of this, this franchise and the way that they stood and they this swag of even the way they did calisthenics in the field before the game drove you nuts as an opposing fan. It's like, who the hell are you? Like, like you're not a unit. You're a baseball team. Like, but everything the Yankees did was just at a grand and different level and it hasn't been that way anymore, and this is a step towards that. Is it a guarantee? No. Is it a step? Yes. If you don't think this is a good deal and you're sitting there because you're not a Yankee fan and you're complaining about the fact that, and laughing, oh, well, that's ridiculous. He going to walk anyway. He's going to leave. What the hell are you doing for a one-year player? Then you are a moron because at the end of the day, this is a no-brainer deal that the Yankees just made. Not nope, to King and Thorpe and Brito and Vasquez and Higgy or anybody else. It wouldn't matter who they would have traded to be quite honest with you because Juan Soto is one of the best players in major league baseball and to put him in an outfield now and in a lineup next to judge is a big thing. Now therein lies one of the questions with the Verdugo move and him coming in. Now I think, you know, this is where the Grisham factor becomes a factor because how they use their defense in the outfield is going to be something that's going to be imperative and going to be something to watch because even if Aaron Judge wants to and is willing to, and we certainly know he's capable of playing center field, with the amount of money that you're paying him and with what he does offensively and the necessity of him being in the lineup and understanding all the injuries that this team has already dealt with watching the Giancarlo Stanton contract, they cannot have that with Aaron Judge. Okay, And Juan Soto is certainly not a great outfielder. So to have Redugo clearly help, but he's not playing center field. Aaron Judge probably gonna play there, but how much is he going to play there? And I don't think you can have him playing there ninety percent of his games, but you're now seemingly gonna have it well north of 50. How is that gonna work out? That is something that to me would not be something that would be. You know, optimal, clearly, and it would not be a choice you would want to make if you're the Yankees to want to go put Aaron Judge in center field. I wouldn't think. I'm sure he's fine with it. I'm sure he's great with it. We know he's capable. It's about not putting that pressure on this guy's legs when you've got that length of deal and that importance of having him in the lineup, most importantly. So, very curious to see how that outfield defense situation works out. But clearly, this is a no-brainer. This Soto deal had to happen. The Yankees made it happen, and kudos to New York. Let's go to Otani. I don't think it is fair necessarily at any point for anybody in the media to tell a player how they should behave, for any member of the media to tell a player where they should sign. I'll go from it. I've mentioned this before over the years, the Kevin Durant situation, which in covering the NBA at the time as well, and, and being around all of that, I never had any issue with it where other people did because at the end of the day, you asked me Bay Area, Oklahoma City, no offense. I'll go live in the Bay Area. Chance to play with Steph Curry or not. I'll go play with Steph Curry. Why wouldn't you? And people were all over. Now he doesn't care about winning and all this other kind of stuff, right? And then we saw what Durant did with the Warriors, and now nobody cares at this point. But there have been all sorts of times where, whether it's decisions of how people are signing or, or how they're acting or what they're doing, where the media, and I know it's, you know, pining is part of the job. But there are some times where it's like decision making of a player and an athlete. We forget that's decision making of a person. We don't want random people we don't know saying, hey, I don't appreciate that decision you made in your own life, but we do it with players all the time. And I don't necessarily appreciate it. I'm not really for that in general. In this case, I do believe, even though whether Buster went too far or some of the you know, articles that I saw out there, I do agree with the sentiment that Otani is hurting himself here because it makes no sense. Hurting himself here because part of what Otani brings is that he crosses that barrier where baseball players can't go. Where, you know, the top 100 most famous athletes in this country, I mean, how many of them are playing in the NBA? And where the hell are the baseball players? And why am I dropping lower thirds to tell you who Mike Trout is when he's on television in an Eagles game at an NFC championship a few years ago? When everybody would know who the heck that is. I'm not going to tell you it's Kevin Durant. Do I? Right? Well, Otani crosses over all of that, and to me, he should be soaking and utilizing all this up and enjoying this, and it is great for the game. Now, we are also a damned-if-you-do, damned-if-you-don't kind of a crowd as humans because when LeBron James did it with all the decision stuff and everything that was going on and, and that interview with Jim Gray and all of that and taking the talents of South Beach, it drove everybody nuts, and everybody got all over LeBron. We don't want Otani doing that either. So we're not happy, let's be honest, as people with what anybody else does because we're all idiots in that manner. But I do think it's it's weird. I, I don't know if it's bad. I don't know if you can get on him, but it is a little weird. I mean, when you're not going to tell me what your dog's name is, that's bizarre. I'm sorry. Like, it's not a secret. My dog's name is Charlie. He just turned 15. He's laying sleeping over there right behind here on the other side of this camera. All right? I mean, is this that really, that's not the, I mean, these are not secretive things. Okay. I get it. The age of social media. I don't want you giving out your social security number. Don't get, uh, you know, when when an an 800 number calls you and tells you that right now you need to give me your bank card. Otherwise, you know, they're coming the IRS. All these different scams you got. I get all that. You're not telling me your dog's name. That's a little weird. I don't know if necessarily I'm going to get an Otani that it's bad the way it's behaved, but it's been weird, especially with the dog thing is way too overboard. But at the end of the day, The idea that people were saying that he's not going to be if he doesn't become a Dodger, I'll be shocked. I've said that before. But if he doesn't become a Dodger, the reason's not going to be. Well, Dave Roberts admitted that they met. I'm sorry. He lives in L.A., right? Okay, that's his. He lives there. The Dodgers are clearly the best spot for him. It's an obvious meet. Why the hell wouldn't he? I mean, it's expected. That's not news. That's just, oh, it happened already. And here's when the date was. The idea of that is ridiculous. The idea that we got to worry about, well, you know, wait, the Mets went and met with him and who flew to Japan and when did they have dinner and what kind of dinner and what was their appetizer and what was, yeah, I mean, really, is this what we're doing? You know, people getting on Dave Roberts at Winter Meal. Oh, my God. I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah, you know, GM comes out, uh, well, I was I was taken back by the fact that Dave taken back by the fact that Dave Roberts admitted Dave Roberts, a guy who you've been telling him what lineup he's got to run out there for half the goddamn postseasons. He's had as a Dodger manager, you're you're taken back that he's admitting that that, that you met the, the, the greatest free agent that we've ever seen who lives in the area who clearly is the best fit for you. I mean, you could not get any dumber than the level of dumb than that is. I'm sorry. Uh, don't be sorry. Be on board uh, the unfiltered revolution. Jump on anytime. You can get us in Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcast. Of course, artist for unknown is Twitter. You may be seeing this here. Get up into the bio. Jump on the YouTube channel. Join. Tell all your friends. Comment away. And we'll see you next time on Unfiltered, presented as always by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe.